Welcome to Cali Formula One. My name is Jojo Joseph, coming to you from San Diego, California. Today we are going to talk not about racing, but about racism. So I'm going to take a couple seconds here for you leave politics out of sports people to take off. Okay, they're gone. Great. The rest of us could actually have a productive conversation today because politics and sports are very much intertwined and they will be intertwined for many years to come, if not forever. Uh, I woke up here in San Diego, um, 6 a.m. in the morning, as usual, looked at my phone and got a notification that Lewis Hamilton was defending himself uh, from racist attacks that happened a year ago that just came to light from a former three-time world champion. Now, obviously, there's added drama, but it gives this former three-time world champion happens to be the father of Max Verstappen's girlfriend. Um, Not that Max has anything to do with this uh, per se, but um, that did add a little bit of fuel to uh, already contentious rivalry. Uh, But this person, Nelson Piquet, the Brazilian driver, um, he has a history of saying these terrible things, not just about racism, but uh, other topics as well. Uh, Many of you who are old enough remember that when Ayrton Senna surpassed him as far as greatness, he didn't take it too well. And he started a campaign to kind of insinuate that Ayrton Senna was a homosexual and, you know, uh, he had a lot of embarrassing uh, secrets in his closet, kind of a a homophobic campaign against Ayrton uh, that kind of, you know, backfired spectacularly because Ayrton was such a much, was a very loved guy. And the Brazilians, quite frankly, liked him a lot more than Nelson Piquet. Uh, He's continued, you know, a, a rash of uh, comments through the years, uh, maybe just to keep himself relevant. It seems like some of these guys, that's really what they're they're aiming for is just to use other drivers as a way to prop themselves back into the limelight. Uh, but it seems like last year when Silverstone happened, uh, and as you remember, Lewis and Max in the midst of a championship battle went into Cops Corner and they hit, um, and Max took a, a really hard, uh, took a hard exit and a hard crash into the wall. Uh, it was a very polarizing moment. It was also, you know, quite frankly, a bit overblown because he, you know, got out and just went as a precaution and was totally fine. And then later did the whole, I was in the hospital while Lewis was celebrating and Lewis tried to kill him, Helmut Marco and all that other stuff. Um, and kind of sort of fostered this whole big fire toward Lewis Hamilton, which was pretty much undeserved. It was a racing incident. Everyone from the FIA to Fernando Alonso to anyone who's actually ever watched racing uh, knew that that's what it was, but it definitely didn't bring out a lot of negative uh, negative attitudes. One of those people was Nelson Piquet, who decided to go on a, a podcast, uh, much like this one, and <laughs> kind of go off and use uh, the N-word, or the Portuguese version of the N-word, uh, multiple times in reference to Lewis Hamilton and that crash. Um you know, and you kind of wake up and you look at this thing and say, "Why does this keep happening? Um, why does these? Why do these people think that this is okay? Why do we sit there and put up with it?" Uh, but then you start thinking to yourself very cynically, "Well, nothing's going to happen from this. Lewis is going to have to defend himself, um, and he shouldn't be the one to have to constantly do this. A couple teams are going to sit there and you know make comments about everything, um, you know. But really, what's going to happen?" And of course, right off the bat, you see the FIA and Formula One and even Mercedes-Benz come out there and say, we condemn this. And, you know, you, you got to call this guy out by name. You can't just sit there and say an incident happened or, oh, we stand with Lewis. This isn't about Lewis. You know, to be honest with you, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything to deserve this or incur this. 
This is about the racist guy who's a three-time champion who you're going to put on television and you're going to you know put him out there. You're going to show him on the podium uh, at the podium ceremonies. You're going to show him in the crowd. You're going to show him all the time. And you're going to sit there and say like, you know, hey, we're going to you know strike strike this guy's uh, you know negativity out there. You know, and you're still going to pimp him out and run him around when you think it's, it deems necessary. I I just can't fathom this. The why, you know, you just can't sit there and call him out by name and sit there and say, you know, hey, there's consequences for this. Now, is it possible that the FIA or Formula One or Liberty Media will come back and say, like, okay, you know what, you're not coming anywhere near the paddock for a while? Yeah, there's a possibility they might do that. It may take him a couple days, but. I'm not sure why they haven't done it immediately. I mean, it's not like you need to sit there and say, let's look into it and find out what happened. He used a blatant racial slur toward Lewis Hamilton twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? And didn't didn't seem to sit there and show any type of remorse, you know, or, oh, I meant, you know, it was a slip of the tongue. Not that that makes it better, but it wasn't anything like that. It was It was a very methodical, planned phrase that was used. And he knew it was going to get out there. It's being recorded. It's not stupid. It's not like it was taped... Behind the scenes, again, that doesn't make it better, but I'm just saying he went in there with premeditation to say these words and to say those types of racial slurs. And Formula One is sitting there not even naming him, trying to stay away, like, oh, we don't want to drag his name through the mud, even though he kind of threw himself into the mud and rolled around in it and finally flopped in it and did everything possible with it. But to sit there and pretend like somehow, you know, oh, something bad happened, we stand with Lewis. Well, no, you need to address what exactly happened. You need to sit there and say, one of our former drivers, a three-time champion, decided to use a racial slur that's unacceptable toward our one of our greatest drivers of all time. This is unacceptable behavior. There's a punishment for this. We don't want to associate with this person. He's no longer welcome. You know, maybe at some point later, once he shows some type of contrition or whatever, then yeah, he could come back and be part of the F1 community. But he's persona non grata. It's not that hard to do. It's really not that hard to do. And I'm baffled by the fact that we continually have to sit there and listen to people say ridiculously stupid things like this and just sit there and just like foster it on. And they'll get the engagement they want to and they'll get the praise from the racist people and the clowns out there who do exist. And they don't sit there and seem to get any type of consequences from FIA or Formula One, which makes it, you know, you you sit there and just wonder you know, at what point are we going to sit there and actually take this seriously? You do this, we racist one shirts, and then, you know, okay, well, you, not everyone has to kneel or not everyone has to participate. No, okay, well, we're going to sit there and make these big, grandiose shows of display. But when these things actually happen, and, it, you know, this is not the first time. You know, we, we've seen it before where people use racial language, they use coded language. They'll sit there and try to goad, you know, people. Joss Verstappen, <laughs> Max Verstappen's father, is a great example of this, you know what I mean? And he he himself has had issues. He himself has said some pretty, really terrible things. And yet somehow they don't seem to deem to sit there and say, you know what, it's fine. You know, let let him just go roam around the paddock and, you know, do what he wants. So I get that it's his, it's sun racing, but there needs to be some type of accountability. And that's a very big problem with the fact that Formula One thinks and the FIA thinks and the Liberty Media thinks, as long as we put out statements... You know, as long as we sit there and, you know, we'll say that it's bad, that doesn't do anything. You know, if you see all these old school drivers and these executives and these, you know, whoever's principals, mechanics, whoever come through, they're going to sit there and say, man, a three-time champion was banned from the paddock. 
he can't go back for a while. Who knows? Maybe a year, maybe two years. You know, he's not allowed to go back there. Yeah, I don't want to lose that access. It's funny how they can control access for the press. We saw that last year with Abu Dhabi where you saw a lot of press individuals purposely not talk about the fiasco at the end of the year because they were worried about getting on the bad side of Formula One, getting on the bad side of the FIA, getting on the bad. They didn't want to lose the access that they cared for. And yet here's someone who's not raced in Formula One since, what, the 90s? Someone who's passed, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he, he doesn't have any kids in Formula One. He doesn't have a team. He doesn't, he's not a mechanic or a principal or anything along those lines. You know what I mean? His girlfriend's, his girlfriend's boyfriend races. What's the damage on kicking this guy out? What's what's the the blowback, right? Instead, we're gonna have to sit there and, and sit there and potentially see this guy parade around with that goofy grin on his face, pretending that hey, I can say whatever I want to. That's unacceptable, and that 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 lesson should be taught to everyone. We've seen Red Bull mechanics say really horrific things on social media, and you have to sit there and say to yourself like, where is the where is the zero tolerance policy for this stuff? There is none. There is absolutely none. This is a failure. This is something they should have addressed a long ago. Back when those Fernando Alonso fans should have been blackface uh, and heck will lose Hamilton and then pretended, hey, no, we're actually fans of him. Give me a break. Um, but back then they should have put a zero tolerance policy on this stuff. And I think there's this weird thing where they feel like, oh, we don't want to insult the past. But the reality is you're you're really crapping all over your present and not doing favors for the future. America, Liberty Media is an American company. I'm very, very shocked the fact that they're going to sit there and let the most marketable fan or marketable driver and a fan favorite, uh, someone who's, who, quite frankly, is bigger than the sport. I know some of you non-lose fans don't like to hear stuff like that, but it's pretty much true. He, he is the, the, the person that moves the needle in this sport. Um, and I'm just baffled that a company that's so media savvy, a company that's done a, such a great job getting Formula 1 to its stratospheric growth that it's had will fumble the ball so badly on something like this over a has-been, a nobody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he is nothing in racing right now. And I, I, I'm going to repeat that. Like, he is nothing in racing right now. He's a name from the past. He doesn't own a team. He doesn't contribute any money to Formula 1. <laughs> you know, he's, his son... His son tried to be a driver, and his son wasn't very good of a driver, in my opinion. You know, he's, he's nothing, other than the fact that his daughter's dating someone. That does not mean that you have carte blanche to be a racist, horrible person. And, you know, for Liberty Media, this, this, is, this is pretty cut and dry. Can you imagine, you know, and again, I'm going to speak from an American perspective. Can you imagine, you know, if, it, if an NBA former legend started using racist content toward a current player. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Larry Bird? Not that Larry Bird would ever do this because he was pretty down with, with the cause and everything, but, you know, a player like Larry Bird or, or Bill Walton. I'm, I'm using two extreme examples of people who never do this just to, just to say, but, you know, a Larry Bird or Bill Walton using racist comments toward LeBron James right now, the NBA in a heartbeat would be like, hey, Larry, hey, Bill, <laughs> nice knowing you. You're done. That's it. We don't want anything to do with you ever again. And that would be it. That would be the consequence. It would be immediate. It would be absolutely immediate. Even a, 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 a sport that struggles with stuff, you know, like this, like hockey, it would be immediate. They would sit there and say, well, you know what, you can't say stuff like that. Thank you. No, you're no longer associated with this league. Period. They're not going to erase this history. They're not going to get rid of it. I mean, the person still exists, obviously. 
but you wouldn't see them sitting courtside, you know, at, at a game. You wouldn't see them roaming around getting interviewed on television. They just would cease to exist. And I'm curious on why someone who's a former champion who really doesn't contribute anything to the sport now is a nobody to the sport now somehow doesn't get immediately get immediately kicked to the curb. It's baffling to me. It's very, very baffling to me. And quite frankly, I, I'm a little bit disappointed by the fact that we're still waiting. Now, things might change. By the time you hear this, maybe they'll come out there and say something or do something. Well, you know, they're going to say something and they're going to continue to say a couple things here or there. But the fact of the matter is, like, they're not going to do anything. And that's where I'm very cynical at this point. And I wonder sometimes why. You know what I mean? Like, why do you still, you know, why do you still come back? Why do you sit there and let it? And yes, I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan, and I love the drivers, and I, I love the action and everything. But when you see stuff like this, you know, where you don't get this, you know, there's no zero tolerance policy for this. And Formula One has gone out of their way to placate a bunch of, well, the good old boy network, that's what it's called. We call that here in the, in the U.S., the good old boy network. It's a bunch of guys who sit around in the back rooms, they wheel and deal, and they help each other out, but there's no accountability. So that leads to corruption, it leads to bad behavior, it leads to you know them getting everything that they could possibly want while screwing you over. And we've seen that in play in Formula One. But it seems like now it, it, it comes into play where you see people putting out these statements. I mean, and quite frankly, like I said, when you, when you see... The, the F1 statement, the FIA statement, and you're just saying, like, you're not actually addressing the issue, and you're not saying that you're taking any type of action. You're not taking any type of action, you know? And I applaud, there's been two drivers already, and again, this might change by the time you hear it, but Daniel Ricciardo and Charles Leclerc, and George Russell, I'm sorry, three drivers who've come out there and said this is absolutely not right, and they've called it out, and they've done a better job than their teams. <laughs> you know, they've done a better job than, quite frankly, a lot of the commentators, you know, uh, you know, Martin Brundle talking about, oh, this needs to be an education. What do you mean this needs to be an education? What do, what do you mean this? Is, you, don't, you don't need to educate a 69-year-old man on not to use an N-word. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to punish people for using the N-word. Period. You know what I mean? You can't have people, whether they're former champions or whoever, going around there using that type of language while you're expected to grow your audience, especially in a place like the United States of America. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is not the time for education. This is the time to punish people for bringing the sport into disrepute, period. And that's what really needs, really needs to be done. That's what we really need to go at. And that's where we need to be at as a, a, as a sport. You know, we need to get to that point now where we sit there and say, look, guys, we don't care what you did in the past. You know, in fact, I'm going to go further. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll wager... Yeah, Nelson Piquet's probably said a lot of worse things back in his past, back in the 80s, back in the 70s. I'm sure if you could look at any of these drivers, including some of those guys who are personalities now, they probably had bad attitudes back then. And you could sit there and say, you know what? People had bad attitudes back in the day. What are you going to do? You know, that's just the way it is. You can't go back and sit there and get mad about someone what someone said back in the day. But, you know, you don't have to sit there and condone it because not all of us were like that back in the day. I, I wasn't a racist when I was a kid because my parents raised me right. You weren't racist when you were kids because your parents raised you right. But some people, they weren't raised right by their parents. But it is what it is. Some people grew up in a different time and place. It is what it is. But in the here and now, you know, Nelson Piquet said these words in 2021. They come to light in 2022. You know, what, what education do we need here? We really need to tell a 70-year-old, almost 70-year-old, 
person? Do we really need to tell his his family who somehow is trying to come up with the defense that, well, their grandma said it, and so therefore it's okay. Well, your grandma was a racist, and she sounds like she was a moron. PK family. I don't, you know, if you, anyone knows the PK family, send it to them. Grandma was a racist. Grandma was a clown. Grandma was an idiot. And then to have Verstappen's girlfriend liking that type of stuff. And again, I don't want to get into the whole drama behind it, but how does this even look good? How does this even look good when you sit there and have a three-time champion use the N-word and then one of his relatives come out and say, hey, it's okay to use the N-word and writes out, it's okay to use the N-word. Here's a picture of grandma. And then the daughter or the, the girlfriend, the, the daughter of the racist and the girlfriend of the reigning world champion going out there and liking this type of stuff. And you expect us to sit there and sit there around and go, oh, yeah, this is normal. This is acceptable. How is this good for your brand? How is this good for Red Bull's brand? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, do they even care? How is this good for Formula One's brand? For all the, you know, the teams associated, like, do you really want to be associated with people like this? You know what I mean? Like, you can sit there and say, maybe we're friends. Your friends are going to cost you money. Your friends are going to cost you sponsorships. Your friends are going to, you know what I mean? When you're sitting there going, like, why are we not finding sponsors? Man, you know, what's going on here? Where are these big companies not signing on? You're going to sit there and say, well, maybe because you have people running around using the N-word and nothing happens. So the time for education is over. And the time for these, you know, and they're going to do it. They're going to sit there and put out more people. are going to put out more statements. We don't, we stand with Lewis and, oh, this is... You know, this is unacceptable. Great. Do something. You know, they're going to have a display before the race in Silverstone, you know. And, and it's, it, it stinks because it's Lewis's home race, too. He's going in there off a of great performance. You know, it looks like Mercedes. I don't think they're ever going to catch Red Bull or, or Ferrari this year. But, you know, they look like they'll, they'll be in the mix of things. You know, a little luck here or there. They might end up with more podiums. and Who knows? They might sneak out a win. But you want to see Lewis go back to his home track with the Hamilton straight. You know, in, in, in good spirits, it should be a high moment for Formula One. And what do we have instead? Instead, we have some clown who, quite frankly, only comes into the news because of his who his daughter is dating or because he says something racist. That's the only time we hear of Nelson Piquet. That's his contribution to modern Formula One. His daughter dated a couple drivers, has a kid with a, with another driver, left him to go with be with the current <laughs> world champion. And when he says racist things. Not because of his son's driving, not because of anything that he did. He's not being compared to any legends. When Lewis Hamilton breaks the record, when Lewis Hamilton does something great, they don't talk about Nelson Piquet, do they? They don't talk about Nelson Piquet at all. They talk about Michael Schumacher and Ayrton Senna and Alain Prost and Sebastian Vettel. Sometimes they'll bring up Fernando Alonso. But when they talk about Lewis Hamilton, they never, ever compare him to Nelson Piquet for a reason. And I think maybe that's what the crux of this all is, is that there's someone out there who sh- thinks he should have been one of the all-time greats. And he realizes that now that there is an all-time great, he's not even mentioned in the same sentence as him. And maybe that just drives him to be the racist piece of garbage that he is. You know, I could go on for a while here, um, you know, and, and I'm, not, I'm not going to. You know, I, I know there's other things that we want to talk about. We are going to have Silverstone. I'm going to come back in a better mood <laughs> after Silverstone on Sunday. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, you know what a good race it is, regardless of who wins and everything like that. But I, I do think that um, this needed to be addressed, and I do think that you know we need we need to sit there and take things very very seriously. Um, you know, and I do sit there and I I know I bashed Red Bull a little bit. They did uh, they did cancel Yuri Vips's contract 
after his slur. So you have to sit there and wonder, you know, that's good on them. You know, it took them a while, even though it was pretty obvious, but they, they canceled it. It was funny. They waited till today to, to cancel it. Um, but they, they are definitely, I think they need to do a little bit better than this. Actions speak louder than words. And we'll follow up with that one. Uh, in other news, um, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to sit there and really talk about um, uh, Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly staying with Alpha Tower for 2023. They're holding on to him. They're smart to hold on to him. And I think Pierre is kind of smart too because I think he kind of sees himself ending up someplace where maybe Lewis might retire, <laughs> a.k.a. Mercedes. So I think he's holding out for that one. So it's a smart move for him. He's, he should be just fine there. Uh, we'll, we'll skip all the other news. There's really nothing too much crazy to talk about. Right now, the big thing is, uh, you know, obviously we had a uh, a disappointing day when it comes to Formula One. And uh, hopefully we won't have that many disappointing days to come. But for all of you, I do appreciate you listening. I know we are all over the world right now. 68 countries, thousands. We've had thousands of downloads and listeners. Um, you know, it, it's been pretty cool to listen to, to have you all listen to me and to get feedback from you. I know this was a, a, a hard subject to hear about. Um, but quite frankly, it needed to be addressed. Definitely send me your thoughts. Uh, you know, the email is in the description. Uh, so send everything my way. I will definitely be sure to read it and, uh, and, and respond to any feedback. Uh, but until then, uh, until next week, until next Sunday, um, you all have a good one and we'll talk soon. Bye. <music>